0: Hey everyone, it's Pastor Jacob. Hope this message gives you encouragement, perspective, and revelation from God to give to others. Also, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram page, Fusion Student Media, and also follow me on Instagram at Jacob underscore Malasa underscore. We hope you enjoyed the message. This message that the Lord gave me a couple days ago for students United, because last time we were here, I talked about, um, I talked about how the church. And how serving and all that stuff was for everybody. And for tonight, I want to change it up a little bit because it's almost the same format. But but with this message, I want to talk about all the younglings in here. I'm talking about like, like four, twelve younglings. I'm anyone 17 years and under, this message is for you. Leaders, you can you can get it as well. I know y'all adults, but but this message is about no matter how young you are. God still wants to meet you. No matter how young you are, God still wants to use you. So I want to start off with 4.12's anthem, 1 Timothy 4.12. I know, I know, I know. I shouldn't be using the scripture. It's only for Miss Rachel to use. But, but, but it's so generic, you know. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, whatever. I get it. It's a very generic scripture. But I want you to, when I read it, I want you to see it the way I'm trying to see it. So 1 Timothy 4.12 says this. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. What does that mean? Don't let the things that others do or say stop you from being used by God just because of your age. Because I've realized I've realized spiritual maturity, spiritual maturity and age are two completely different things. And what I mean by that is that you can be 14, 13, 12 years old and the Holy Spirit is in you, it's the same thing of you being 19 years old and the Holy Spirit's in you. God uses whoever he wants to use. And so with this message, with that phrase, don't let, don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, don't let anything that someone says about you or think about you stop you from being used by God. He said, don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But he said, set an example for believers. Not, he's not talking about unbelievers. He's talking about the Christians that you hang out with, the Christians that you know, because us Christians do that sometimes, and he and i've realized that a lot of times I see people, especially us as believers, looking down on others just because of how young they are or maybe how naive or even how sometimes we act stupid, we act stupid sometimes, admit it we act we act a little dumb, you know we get a little wild but 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 Paul, because in this thing. In 1 Timothy, Paul is talking to Timothy, and Timothy's a teenager. Just to give you a heads up, I took my students through this a couple months ago, and Timothy was like 15, 16 years old, but God called him to lead a church. So Paul came into that position and mentored Timothy, and he told him, and he said, set an example to the believers in how you talk, in conduct, in how loving you are, in faith and in purity. All those things revolve around you being young because you can prove people wrong you can prove so many people wrong even though you're young so with this message the title of this message is called young saints i got the word young because we all young and i thought of the football team i thought of the new orleans saints but we ain't doing so well so i ain't gonna talk about that but um what what happens in vegas stays in vegas i don't want to hear about that game anymore but but uh But in our culture today, a lot of people are telling you that you can't measure up, do anything important, or even go to the extreme, you can't do anything for God because of your age. In this message tonight of young saints, I want to show you four truths that you need to know that revolves around you're not too young. You're not too young. Point number one is you're not too young to be used by God. You are not too young to be used by God. If you brought your Bible, which we told you for the AirPod giveaway, flip with me to John 6, verse 8 through 9. If you don't have a Bible, the television will assist you, I promise. So the context of what this is talking about is that this is Jesus and his disciples on a hill, just chilling, doing their own thing. Then all of a sudden a crowd had heard that Jesus was doing miraculous things. So what they did was they followed Jesus to the hill. And when they got to that hill, they were hungry. And in that passage, the disciples were freaking out. They were like, okay, we don't know how to feed them. We don't have anything. We, they just came out of nowhere. So they're asking Jesus where to look. So, so they go and look around. And in verse eight, I want to keep, I want to point this out. In verse eight, another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter, his, Simon Peter's brother spoke up and said, here is a boy with small five small barley loaves and two fish. But how far will they go among so many? So they just got five bread and two fish, and two, two, two small, t- small fish. It's like almost sardine level. These are really tiny fish. But in, I want to jump to verse 12 because in all of that, the boy, it wasn't just, go back to verse 9. Here is a boy, wasn't no man, wasn't no adult, but it was a boy that had five small loaves and two fish, and Jesus used him in that. he used them even though he only had five loaves of bread and two fish. He just gave what he had verse twelve says when all when they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted so there was leftovers from five loaves and two fish, so they gathered them and filled twelve. Baskets, in in that time, baskets were the size of like like you could literally put a human being in the basket. That's how big the baskets were. So they had twelve baskets with pieces of five, five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. I want to go back to verse nine again, where it says, "Here is a boy with five small loaves and two small fish." The one young boy was the key player in one of the most known miracles Jesus ever performed. It wasn't a man that helped with the bread and the fish with Jesus. It was a boy. Someone young, someone who was willing to be used by God. No matter how small, how old they were. And and I know many of us get into the trap of feeling like, how can God use someone like me, right? Maybe because of how small you are, how old you are, whatever that looks like. Scripture obviously just shows that God doesn't care about what you look like. Or how you sound like. Or what status you have. No matter how many Instagram followers you have. No matter how many views you have on a TikTok video. Whatever that looks like. God doesn't care about outward appearance. But he cares about a heart of obedience. A heart of obedience. That's all God cares about. When the young boy brought what he had. Jesus used it miraculously. He was able to use five loaves and two fish. To feed 5,000 people. That's a big miracle. But. The boy wasn't concerned like the disciples were with the amount of food he had. He simply gave what he had and Jesus did the rest. All he had was 5 loaves and 2 fish. And I keep saying that because I want to ask you the question. Are you willing as young as you are to be used by God with whatever you have? With whatever you have. Oh, Jacob, I, I don't I only have 5 Loaves and two fish, I I can't, I'm not good at speaking, I'm not good at this, I'm not good at that. I've been told that before, I can't do that. God is willing to use whatever you have. When you shift your focus from how limited you are and understanding how unlimited God is, then he can use you in a way that you can never imagine. But you have to understand that his power has to overthrow your limitations. Uh, I don't have a lot. Not like that other person does. That doesn't matter. Materials don't matter. What matters is God wants your heart. He doesn't want what you have. He wants your heart. And that's why he. the boy came up and said, I only have five loaves and two fish. I don't know what you can do with that, but that's it. That's all I got. But Jesus said, let's use that. And he fed 5,000 people. Watch how God can use you, not just because of your age, but because the heart of obedience that you have. That's what he was putting in this scripture. And that's when I realized you're not too young to be used by God. You're not too young. Point number two is you're not too young to resist temptation. When I think of temptation now, I think of like buffets. You know what I'm saying? I think of like has, oh, okay. So who's been to like Lotus Garden off of Ambassador? Does anyone know that, that place? Lotus Garden. There's a one in Bro Bridge called Hong Kong Buffet. Whoo. Let me tell you something. Chinese buffets just, just, they spoil me, bro. Like last time I went to, uh, I actually went to Lotus Garden and I had I had three plates. I was full. I was that was the best thing ever. But I was so tempted to go back for another plate, bro. It was bad. I went back for another plate, and what happened was that night wasn't a, the best night. You know, me and my toilet had a lot of conversations, and um, yeah, I know it's bad. It's bad. I had a lot of conversations with my toilet, but but <laughs> I had to break your love like that. So. So, I, I realized that, pay attention, watch this. I was fine. What I was tempted to do with the food, I wanted another plate, but I didn't, I didn't need another plate. I knew it was wrong. I knew the consequences. I knew my toilet would hate me for it, right? I knew, I knew that, but I did it anyway. And when I did it, there was consequences. (laughs) (laughs) its <laughs> consequences. But but I put that illustration just like temptation is with in whatever temptation you have in your life whether it's something that's that's wrong something that's cuz when you think of temptation you think of like the inappropriate stuff <sighs> like that like that type of stuff. Yeah, I know that's kind of weird. But um but but temptation comes in all kinds of ways. The temptation to compromise your faith because someone thinks you're not cool. That's a temptation. Another temptation is to compare yourself to others. That's a temptation. A comparison to make you feel like you're not enough. And just be lazy and not do anything with your gift. That's a temptation. How do we resist temptation? Some of y'all. Look, I'm going to be honest. I can't. Not by myself. Honestly, a lot of us can say we can't resist temptation. But. But. I don't want to give you, because you're like, Jacob, I don't know how to get over this this problem I have, this sin I have. I don't know how. I'm not going to give you an answer. I'm going to give you a question that I think is going to help you understand to find the answer by faith. I want to show you the scripture that God shows us a way out. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says this. No temptation has overtaken you. Has, has oh, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind, and God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Sounds legit, right? I, I can get out of temptation. This is great. Temptation is a struggle for everyone in some way, shape, or form, but the good news is that God has made a way for of escape. Okay, okay Pastor Jacob, how? How do I do it? I'm not going to tell you how, but I'm going to tell you why you can't. I'm going to tell you why you can't overcome temptation. Because let me tell you something. By the power of God, Jesus beat it at the cross. The debt was already paid for. That's already done. So it should be easy to overcome temptation with God in your heart. That should be easy. But I want to show you this. I had to wrestle with this heart truth that the Lord gave to me two years ago. And it's not that I can't overcome temptation of sin. It's because I loved it. I loved it. Let me tell you something. When the Lord told me that, I freaked out. Because let me tell you something. When you're constantly involved in something, you start to love it. You start to enjoy it, actually. And that's what I realized about the sin that I was dealing with, with the temptation. Because it wasn't just because Oh, I want to overcome it. It's because you liked it. It's because you enjoyed it. That's a scary place to be when you enjoy something that's separating you from God. That's a scary place to be. And I had to learn to hate what God hated, to love what God loved. And I had to pray that all the time because, because it's, it's like, I'm gonna make a scenario. It's like, it's like a relationship that you're in. You know it's not good for you, but because you love that person, you stay in that. When you love that person, you stay in that place. Temptation can be the same way. Sin can be the same way. It's horrible, but we love it. We love it. And that's a, that's a hard truth that you have to swallow. And that's a hard truth that the, God, that the Lord gave me. Sin is a short-sighted pleasure. It feels good in the moment. Like I said, those three plates were great in the beginning but it wasn't until afterwards that it came with consequences. Those things will always come with consequences. And that's a scary place to be because here's the point. It was to the point where it wasn't because I didn't enjoy it anymore. I got numb to it. I wasn't even convicted anymore. I was just stuck in it. And I want to encourage you tonight. By God's power, you can get out of it. You can find a way out. But you have to ask God, God, help me to love what you love, hate what you hate. You have to realize what God hates because once you realize what God hates, you're going to try and resist it. You're going to try and fight it because the devil doesn't show your sin. If the devil showed you your sin as like a pile of garbage, would you touch it? No. That stuff is garbage. Probably has COVID in it. You're not going to touch it. You're not going to touch that trash. But if he shows it as something that's luxurious, like a temptation, then obviously you're going to fall into it obviously you're going to fall into the trash that's disguised as a luxurious thing because our flesh loves sin. But God has made a way. By his power, you can flee. And you might feel powerless. But if you learn through his power and you pray and ask God, God, help me to hate what you hate, you can flee from the temptation. You're not too young for it. You can overcome temptation that you deal with. Point number three is is that, three, You are not too young to speak out for God. Do y'all know someone who is like really opinionated? They are very outspoken. Like sometimes it's not good, but then it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, okay. You're like, okay, Sabrina, just tone it down a little bit. I don't No, Stop. Or like Chad, just, just, just tone it down. I don't need to hear that opinion. That's fine. But, but, but on a good note, it's good to be well outspoken. It's good to speak out about stuff. But I want to show you, are you speaking out to the things in your life that are not of God and to others? Are you constantly giving in to temptation and constantly giving in to things that are not of God? Have you spoken up for God in your life? It's easy to stand up for a friend, 110%. If my homie's being beat up, bro, you getting clapped, son. I ain't letting you destroy my BFF. It's over. For the girls, it's like your girlfriend, she's like being bullied, like, oh, you're so ugly, like, and you're like, stop, like, (laughs) like, like, for real, for real, you will do anything for a close friend that's almost like a brother or a sister, someone that you're close with, but let me tell you something, let me tell you something, pay attention, look at this, it's really scary sometimes to stand up for what is godly, there's a big difference between standing up for a friend and standing up for something that's righteous, Ephesians 5.11 says this, Have nothing to do with, here's the word, fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. And I want you to know this, are there some fruitless friends, some fruitless things that you watch, that you listen to, that's holding you back from speaking out to what God wants you to speak out? Are there some fruitless things that's holding you back now, I'm not telling you that you're, you're horrible or you're wrong, but is there something that's unhealthy, fruitless? What does that mean? When you get saved, right, when Jesus comes into your heart, right, with that, the Holy Spirit comes within you, and now you have the fruits of the Spirit. What do the fruits of the Spirit look like? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control. I hope I'm not missing anything else. That's, that's all of them. Dustin, that's all of them. That's all the fruits of the Spirit. I just didn't know if I missed one. Goodness, the goodness, man, man. uh, I feel bad when the pastor has to ask a student or a leader to, yeah. Anyways, so, so those are the fruits of the spirit. So what people or friends you hanging out with don't have love, that they always find the negative in everything. What if there's someone that you know that's impatient, that wants, always wants something from you? What if there's someone in your life that doesn't have self-control and they're bringing you places you're not supposed to? Where are the fruitless things in your life that's holding you back from speaking out for the Lord? You're not too young to speak out for God. Well, I'm young. I'm a young blood. I can't, I can't do that. They won't listen to me. I'm too young. They won't listen to me. They think I'm uneducated because of my age. God will give you the words to speak. God will give you the words to speak. But don't, and I I repeat, don't. Let your youth keep you from speaking out for God. Don't let how old you are say, hey, that's not of God. Hey, we shouldn't do that. Hey, it's okay to say no. It's okay. If you feel this type of urge to say no, it's okay to say no. What are they going to do? not be your friend anymore Mm -hmm. oh i'm scared but but you're never too young to call out the fruitless things you're never too young fourth and final point i'm ending here with this you are not too young to slay giants you're not too young to slay giants we all experience giants in our life. And I talk about it might be something that you're struggling with, a specific sin, a situation at home or school. There's a situation that's, that's blocking you. It's like a giant or a storm, whatever that looks like, whatever you call it, the season of the storm, whatever. Whatever you might be facing, you're not too young to experience victory. Never too young to experience it. Psalm 144 verse 12 says this. Then our sons in their youth will be like well-nurtured plants and our daughters will be like pillars carved to adorn a palace. This shows me that us as sons of God, children, men of God, we get to grow as like plants. Like plants grow, we grow. For the the ladies with the adorned palace thing, I didn't know how to talk about it, but but. You get to represent the kingdom. You get to represent that. You are never too young to experience a type of victory when something is holding you back. You're never too young for it. Whatever you're going through right now, God will not let it destroy you. When you surrender your battle to the Lord, whatever it looks like, he will use it to show you victory. And you'll be able to slay those giants in your life. One of the cool things, one of the best Bible stories for you as a kid, and I highly encourage Miss Rachel and 412 to talk about it too, is David. Some of us already know about David. Oh, he slayed a giant. Oh, he became king. David was young. David was a kid. And he was the youngest. And like when he was, and here's the cool part. Out of all his brothers, David was anointed as king. David was the one that killed Goliath. David was the one that was king and was able to kill thousands and thousands of men because he was, not because of how young he was, but because the Bible says that David had a, he was a man after God's own heart. He had a heart of obedience. You're never too young to slay giants in your life. Whatever situation that looks like, you're never too young for it. I want every head bowed and every eye closed. You can shut down the lights, Dustin. I want to take a short moment before we get to the giveaway. I want to take a very short moment. I want to pray for two specific pieces of people. And if I can have someone on the acoustic or keys, thank you, Truth. I want to take a, a slight moment, a God moment, because you might be asking yourself, Jacob, I'm too young to be used by God. I, I just I have a hard time thinking to myself that I can actually do something for the kingdom because of how young I am, because of how small I am, because of how uneducated, God doesn't care. God doesn't care about how, what you look like, how you sound like. He wants your surrender. He wants your whole surrender. And so in this moment, I want to I take a moment to pray for two specific types of people. The first group of people, maybe you're young and you say, Jacob, I this Jesus dude, He's pretty cool but I don't know I feel like I'm too young to understand who he is and I don't think I can really have a relationship with him yes you can the Lord Jesus died on the cross for the young and the old he died for the young and the old so that means you can be a part of the kingdom of God too so I want to take this moment to pray and I want to give you an opportunity if you you always hear about this Jesus. You've probably been here a lot on a Wednesday night, but you, you you, hear about this Jesus over and over and over, and it's kind of stirring in your heart, and you're asking, Jacob, I do want to accept Christ as my Lord and Savior. If that's you, every head bowed and every close, closed, no one's looking around, no one's distracted. This, this is you and Jesus. This is a you and Jesus moment. If that's you, if you're like, Jacob, I want to accept Jesus into my heart. And I want to have a personal relationship with him. If that's you, on the count of three, I want you to just simply raise your hand. We're not going to tell you to come up here or, or do any crazy stuff like that. I just want you to acknowledge that you want to have a relationship with God. That you want Jesus to be a part of your life. If that's you, I want to give you an opportunity. On the count of three. One, two, three. If you want to accept Christ, raise your hand. I see the hands. If you want to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you really want a relationship with God, a deep relationship with God, I want you to raise your hand. Keep that hand up and high. I want to see it. Thank you, Jesus. You can throw your hand down. I want you to pray this prayer after me, and I want everyone else to uh, say it with me in here. But there was this, there was this lady that I knew. And she prayed that same prayer, and she, got, she accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior. And the Lord had spoken to her the day after. And she said, she said, the Lord told her and said, I love you. I appreciate you. Welcome to my family, the kingdom of God. And I want you to know that if you're willing to accept Christ, the ones who raise their hands, maybe you want to accept Christ, but you you can't raise your hand. You feel ashamed. You feel nervous about it. You feel anxious. God wants you to know that He loves you. He appreciates you. And He wants to accept you into His family, the kingdom of God. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want everyone to pray together, all the Christians and all the unsaved. I want us all to pray this prayer together. Repeat after me. Say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I realize that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from God. I believe in Jesus. I believe that he died for me and rose again. Lord, come into my heart and be Lord of my life. Jesus, thank you for coming into my life. I now realize that I am saved. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time afterwards, if you if you're in 412, talk to Miss Rachel and their leaders about it. If you were from Youth Life and you accepted Christ, you can talk to me and some of my leaders. But I want to pray for one more specific set of people so y'all can close your eyes again. Get back down. Get back down again. I want to pray for the people that are, are afraid and scared to be used by God. I want to pray for the people in here that feel like they're too young, too uneducated, too untalented to speak out for God, to to resist temptation, to slay giants in their life. Let me tell you something. God is far greater than your age. God is far greater than your talent. God is far greater than your giants in your situations. Because maybe you don't have a great life. Maybe... School's aggravating you. Home is really hard sometimes. Maybe there's been some friends that have walked away. I don't know. I don't know your situation. But I know God does. And I know God wants to heal that. And God wants you to know, hey, I want you to come to me, even though you're young. So every head bowed and very close. I want to pray over y'all in that. Lord, we come before you. And Father, we ask you, Lord, that you can heal certain wounds that are hurting some of these students tonight. Lord, they feel, they feel like they can't speak out for you, Lord, for, uh, to others. Lord, they feel like they can't resist temptation. Lord, it's too hard. It's too difficult. Father, we know, Lord, that you are the God of all possibility and with you, nothing is impossible. Lord, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love you and are living according to your purpose. So Father, we ask, Lord, that we live according to your purpose. We live according to your will. Lord, that we're not too young to be used by you, but Lord, we know that with you, you can use anything you want, however you want, whenever you want. Lord, we know this. And we declare, Father, that... With these kids, Lord, they can be used for mighty things in Your kingdom, just like the boy with the five loaves, two fish. Father, with the with the, with David slaying the giant, Father, Lord, we know that You can use anyone, no matter how old or how small or how big. Lord, You can use them. So, Lord, we ask for this for this truth to sit within the students' hearts, and if anyone else, not even just a student, maybe it's a leader, maybe it's me, Father, we know that we need to be healed. And, Lord, we know we can be used in a way that only you know how to use us, Father. So, Lord, we ask for this. Lord, we thank you for this. And we praise your name. And it's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. All right.